Hey, welcome everybody to the Michigan Football Rant Reaction episode, Indiana. Uh, so let's get into this. Uh, oh, actually, before I do, I just wanted to mention right off the top of the bat, I have been getting reviews from you guys. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, just to let you guys know. So, Gabe, I remember you, big dog. You're one of the original maniacs. Don't you don't you worry about it. You you send me your address again on the DM on Instagram. I will get out that sticker. And also, I have the, the wristbands coming soon. They have been shipped. I'm just waiting to get the wristbands. I just got the new stickers in, so I'll send those out as soon as I get the wristbands. So we'll do it together. Um, Xavier, same thing, buddy. Uh, and also, Whitney, fantastic. All of you guys, uh, thank you for hitting me up talking to about some Michigan football. It's been fantastic. Just so you guys know, I haven't forgotten about you. It's just, I don't know, taking forever for these things to get made and be sent to me. So as soon as I get them, I will put them in a little care package and get moving. I'm still waiting for these hats to be made. Uh, when I get the two hats out, I will definitely put them on Instagram and we'll let you guys know, you know, you guys tell me what you guys think. Okay, so let's get into this though. Whew, what an interesting game. If you were to tell me that J.J. McCarthy was going to throw for 300 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, um, Corum was going to rush for over for 120 yards or over 120 yards and a touchdown, Bell would get 11 receptions for 121. Um, I definitely would not have thought we would have been tied at 10-10 at half. It just it would not have made sense to me. I mean. So it was kind of a confusing game. If you, I don't, you know, actually, I don't think it was that confusing the first half, to be quite honest with you. I think there was just two things, two things that worry me, but two things in general. And I think, first of all, I hope Mike Hart is doing well. I mean, I hope he's really doing okay. I hope there's nothing, no long lasting anything to that seizure. Uh, I think the seizure, one with Mike Hart going down and then the play calling, they're both 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 disturbing. I mean, Mike Hart going down, that's rough. Now, I don't know if any of you guys have ever played with anybody who who can have seizures or have worked with anybody or actually has seen anybody do it. It is it's odd. Like it, it's it it's jarring in a way, right? Cuz it it sits with you for the day. Um I've had I've worked with two separate people when um they've had seizures um one in an office uh when i was working for frontier airlines and then just recently um last year a kid had a seizure on the ramp uh, right outside one of the planes here in austin and uh it throws you it really does because you just have a normal conversation and then all of a sudden they kind of drift and like their face starts making, you know, it just, it just sits with you. And to not know if the, he's okay, not to know. I could see why the offense was having a hard time. Um, I definitely see that. And then you mix in tempo and that with the Indiana, with the, what Indiana was trying to do on offense. And that really just made for a, what you saw in the first half. I mean, I don't think there's any other, question about because the team you saw come out in the second half uh had a bit of relief because they'd already talked to him you know they found out that he's doing all right but like i told you it sits with you still a little unnerving right uh 
so I think you just saw them shaking that off as the game went on. And then by fourth quarter, uh, you know, they were just destroying Indiana. I think this would have been – they could have easily scored 40 if if that first half didn't happen the way it did, if Mike Hart hadn't gone down. I think if Mike Hart doesn't go down and he's still okay and everything's fine, we probably are up 17-10, um, 17, or maybe even 20. 10, 20, 13, 24, something like that. But we're ahead going into half. Because what they were doing on offense had had us puzzled at first. So big ups to Mentor for figuring out uh, how to how to just get things going in the second half. And I mean, that Basilac kid was, what, what's his nickname? No phase, Baze? Dude, that dude was all phase. That dude was straight up, <laughs> he was... He was seeing ghosts. He was hearing zombies. He was hearing everything coming at him, man. I mean, that offensive line was so bad. I mean, I don't know if you hit up uh, Instagram, but uh, news out of Indiana is that that performance was so poor by the Indiana offensive line coach, he got fired. Darren Hiller has been fired from Indiana (laughs) because of how poorly they blocked I mean that poor kid. You could see it, and I was I was saying this uh, basically to myself because my girlfriend is in the other room when I'm watching this game. Is uh, I they were going to get him killed? Uh, there there was no blocking. They were coming on just I'm unfettered. There was no there was nothing stopping these guys from getting to him, and they were lucky they they had the wide receiver screens because if they didn't have that, he would have been dead dead out on that field because they were. Crushing him, crushing him. Um, very. I mean, that was impressive. I love our defense. I mean, the only just so you guys understand this, like I've I've seen on Twitter, or people have told me <laughs> that people are getting on Mozzie and all the why isn't he doing more? Blah blah blah. I don't know if people understand that defensive tackles outside of uh, Aaron, um, Aaron Donald. Uh, no, Aaron Donald. Uh, for the Rams, outside of that guy are Warren Sapp. Uh, I mean, and Dominic and Sue. These are very few. Like, look how long it's been since there's been a dominant defensive tackle that just changes the way games go. Defensive tackles in general are just to plug up holes, eat double teams, and allow your specialty players, your edge rusher, your edge rush, uh, edge rushers, to get their job done. Because that means that the quarterback can't move into the pocket. He's got to come out. The, the running game can't go in between the tackles. They got to go around. I mean, that's what a great defensive team, great defensive line, great defense tackles, defensive tackles do. That's just what they do. So, Mozzie's doing an amazing job. Mason Graham is unbelievable. I, it's hard for me to believe that Mason Graham is only a freshman. Uh, his recognition of plays. I mean, just in this game, uh, they had a they were Indiana was trying. They were trying all sorts of stuff to get away from the wide receiver screens or getting away from the quarterback just sitting back there just to get crushed. They tried a few screens because that's been known to be Michigan's weak point. I mean, up up to this point, I think it was UConn. Uh, Maryland had pretty good days against us. Well, as good as you can have against such a good defense. Uh, 
or some success in the screen. And his recognition of the screen was phenomenal today. I mean, he the way he gets a hold of a of a tackle or a guard and just just dominates him. I mean, he's a freshman. He's a true freshman, and he's doing this. It is it's pure beauty. I love it. I love our defensive line. I think, and this isn't any hot take, but this defensive line is going to be better than what we had last year. What we had last year was big news only because it was Aiden Hutchinson. And you kind of had that Batman and Robin thing, right? Because we were, we're always looking for that with Michigan. You know, uh, Pay and Aiden Hutchinson or uh, Gary and uh, Winovich. You know, Win- uh, Winovich and Pay. We're always looking for that tandem. And then we had that tandem last year. And everybody, we love it. We eat it up because it was great. It was great to watch. Uh, but this year, it's just like, Wow. It's like waves crashing down on an offensive line, and it's just a matter of time before they start getting through. I mean, Mike Morris, I mean, 6'7", 290, and can move like that. He continues to add one or two more moves to that arsenal of his, and he really could make a run at this at this sack record this year. Because, let's face it, Penn State's good. But they're uh, if they block like they did last year, they weren't. We we were teeing off on on uh, whatever his nuts is. I can't even remember the stupid guy's name. Uh, Clifford. We were teeing off on Clifford last year. And if this defensive, because this defensive line is so good because of the tackles, but still, uh, he, I think Morse is going to have a chance at this at this sack record, in my opinion. He's only getting better. Each and every game, he's just getting better and better. And the okie dokie kid, like number eighteen, man, he people say he reminds them. They re, he reminds them of David Ajabo. Not to me. He reminds me of Josh Uche. To, to be quite honest with you, Josh Uche was just that dominant dude. Like uh, Ajabo was athletic. It had the bend, had did all the wonderful things. I mean, probably an overall better rusher, right? Pass rusher than Uche or OK. But if you just want to talk body style and and the way they rush the passer, number 18 reminds me completely of Josh Uche. And he was one of my favorites. One of my all-time favorite pass rushers for Michigan, in the Harbaugh era at least. Um, so I'm excited. I can't wait to see what this defense does against against uh, Penn State. Uh, definitely against Michigan State because what worries me, and that's the one thing I forgot about in the uh, big game pregame. I had a whole I had a whole section written down for tempo because tempo is the one thing, in my opinion, that screwed us last year against Michigan State. So I wanted to pay attention to it when it came to Indiana, and then you know I get on these rants and I forget to check my notes, and then all of a sudden I'm done and I'm looking through checking off things that I did, and then I'm like, ah, damn it, I forgot tempo. Ah, this. Because that that's the thing that scares me. The way we the way we uh, like pull players in and out, the way we rotate our players, the way we do all that, it's tough when you got a tempo team. Now what they've been doing was I think very smart. Whenever the offense uh, rotated their players, that's when we did. Very smart. I, I think it, it creates a pl- it creates a rest a rest period in there. I like that. 
I think Mentor in general might be a better play uh, defensive coordinator than McDonald. And I love McDonald. I just think right now he's proven up to this point that he knows how to handle that. Because, I mean, last year, let's face it, how they handled the tempo against Michigan State was awful. It was dreadful. And, and how we are stopping the run right now. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we, maybe mentors being blessed because we have a Mason Graham and Mozzie is just really taking the next step. And then Chris Jenkins is one year better. You know, maybe that's it. And then McDonald just had Hinton, you know, and, and one year less Mozzie. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, uh, you know, just adding to my love just because, adding my love to mentor just because of the results so far this year. But, I don't know. Anyways, uh, I just, wow. Tempo, I don't even know where to go from here because it's like the first half complete nightmare. But like I said, there's three reasons for that. Play calling, um, play calling the Mike Hart situation, and then the tempo. Oh, what I wanted to address, I'm glad I said that, is uh, play calling. I mean, from the moment... From you could even see Indiana's Indiana had had just sold their soul to not letting Michigan get get the running game going around the end. It was not going to happen. You could even see it in uh, Coram's first fifty what that fifty one yard run. They had four Indiana guys on the end. He cuts it back into the middle and was home free. Right, they were not from the get. They were not going to let us get that running game going to, to to around the ends. It just wasn't going to happen. The counters, the 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 speed, whatever the speed counter, the speed, I don't know, whatever the speed sweep, none of that was going to work. The Indiana was going to do anything possible not to let that happen. So. If you really look at it, it wasn't the fact that Michigan wasn't doing well in the running game. It was their insistence on trying to get the corner, set the corner, get that, get those counters going and things like that. It just wasn't happening. And Schoonmaker didn't help himself by having a poor game blocking. I mean, even that first run by Quorum, the 51-yard uh, run by Quorum was Schoonmaker could have gotten called for a hole. He got blown up. Like, the guy completely out-finessed him. And that happened more than once this game. Schoon just did not have a very good game blocking. Uh, great game receiving, of course, always just working himself higher up into the NFL draft, I think, with each game. But, yeah, this... How about just for shits and giggles, right? I mean, call me crazy. I know a lot of podcasts are already... already uh, uh, touched on this, but why don't we do a pa- uh, just a play action? I mean, just for shits and giggles, right? Let's just see, just for funsies, see what it is if we just, you know, fake it and then throw it deep. Maybe just let's try it. I, I maybe it'll work. I'm not sure. Or are they just outsmarting us even by saying okay? And I don't know if I how I feel about this theory, if it's right, or even this approach would be. Okay, we're not going to show Penn State that we have this play action, right? We want them to think that we're not doing play action at all. And then they're going to hit them up with play action, flea flickers coming up against Penn State. 
I don't. It would seems like it's the most it's the most logical because I can't imagine play callers being like, you know what, we're going to continue to run this ball around the edge constantly, even though it's getting blown up every effing time we do it. We're still going to do it with no counter to it whatsoever, unless you think they're trying to set something up for the following week. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but. I mean, I would love to see it. I would love to see a play action. In my opinion, I think this offense is one player away, one consistent player slash play away from being unstoppable. And I, it's just that downfield pass. If we can get a wide receiver or a pair of them, just to, does him and JJ have this just that that chemistry, you know, get that downfield pass clicking like him and uh, Baldwin had last year. If J.J. can just get that downfield pass, I don't know if there's a team in the Big Ten right now that can handle Michigan's offense, if that's the case. Because you've got the tight ends, unbelievable, with unbelievable play by the tight ends. And I'm including Bredesen and Loveland at this point amazing jobs and they're blocking their their route running all that in the in the five from the uh from the like five yards seven yard drops uh, you know little pass plays right there then even the the like five to ten yards we've got bell we have uh andrew anthony we have a lot of people eating up space there if we can just get that downfield pass to be effective, if Roman Wilson or even Andrew Anthony or Cornelius Johnson, if any one of these three wide receivers can consistently get themselves open and J.J. can hit them, I don't know if there is a team in the Big Ten that can stop Michigan's offense. Because if you if you try, they can hit you in all three, all three levels now offensively in the pass game. And then you still have to worry about our two running backs. So then you have to worry about Coram beating you up and how quick he is and how, how fast he can redirect his game. And then you got Edwards who can who can catch, who can run, who can do pretty much anything and everything you need him to do. We are just so close. We are so close to being unstoppable, to being what I would assume Jim Harbaugh goes to bed dreaming of his ideal offense running the way it's supposed to run. I mean, we're just so close. And that second half against Indiana really started to show what we could do when they start getting comfortable, start getting open, start understanding, you know, just the the relationship between a wide receiver and the quarterback. And because I think that's partly what's caused some of the the grinding of the gears, as you would say, because the, you have to have that relationship, right? You have to know when he scrambles where exactly to get yourself open, how to get yourself open, you know, break from a route, keep your eyes locked to him so he can see you and you can see him, that kind of thing. And that just happens over time. That just happens you know, it happens faster with teams that pass the ball more only because just that's what they do. But with us, I think it's it, that's why it's kind of slowed because the wide receivers are still creating that relationship with J.J. McCarthy. Um, I mean, J.J., to what can he say? The kid looked great. I mean, looked great. He threw two balls, in my opinion, that were not great. One should have been an interception, or should have been an interception, but Ronnie Bell wrestled the ball away. And then the interception. Um 
outside of that, the kid does he doesn't make bad decisions. He really doesn't. And is it possible? Is he throwing the ball better when he when he's moving, when he's running? Is he? I think he might be even more accurate when he's on the move. It, I mean, maybe it's just me, but I think it just seems like it to me. That's what he is. He's ah, so good. This defense is great. We're really just, we're really just ramping up at the right time. I think Penn State they're going to break down this this film and they're going to hope that another one of our coaches gets sick because I don't think there's a, I don't think there's any way that Penn State can stop us in any way. I, I think if Michigan gets a little bit better with stopping a mobile quarterback and then our linebackers today, I'm still not impressed. I mean, I it's it's our it's our biggest downfall as a defense. It's our biggest hole. Uh our our linebackers do not recognize anything quick, especially when it comes to uh, running backs coming out to catch passes. Uh their coverage is weak. I just Craig Hilo, I think should be on notice for uh, his job if he can't get these kids up and running because it's if we're going to win a national title uh that's going to be the one area that's going to stop us like i said probably last week too you can't you can't go up against georgia again and not think that they're not going to put bowers on a linebacker or create an opportunity for bowers to be guarded by a linebacker and if that's the case we're fucked we're just screwed and it's just not going to happen there, as long as our our linebackers are weak in coverage, that creates a problem, and that creates an opportunity for like Ohio State, Penn State, especially this week. Penn State coming up has to have two very good tight ends, and they have. I don't know how good their running backs are uh, catching the ball, so I don't know about that. But I definitely know that their tight ends are good. Theo Theo Johnson, I think, is the kid that we wanted, and they have some big. Some big burly dude. I can't even remember his name, but he's a beast. But still, guys who can move, athletic, and can eat up a tight end, you know, or can eat up a linebacker. Um, just I don't know. That's that's the one thing I still worry about. Um, but also, just let me say first and foremost, Tom Allen has to be the third most annoying coach in the Big Ten, in my opinion. Third most, just because. It's like any any coach that has to put their slogan on your helmet is a used car salesman, in my opinion. I mean, the the cult leader, Fleck, and then you've got the used car salesman, uh, Tom Allen, who's just dirty. I To me, to be quite honest, the way he coaches his defense, they take cheap shots constantly. If you looked in that game, there were numerous times that they were taking a cheap shot and just didn't get called for it. They're... And it all stems from how they're being coached. Their head coach is an absolute putz. And when you put love each other, please give me a break. Anybody who's all I know is anybody who screams about how everybody's got to love one another is usually the most hateful dude you know, because it's a it's a it's a redirect. And he's just the way he coaches. Just go back and watch. There's at least five or six real cheap plays in that game, and it was all on defense. I mean, especially how they, they try to take out J.J. once or twice. That's something that he's got to learn. <laughs> this kid loves to give us heart attacks, I'll tell you. But still, a Tom Allen-led defense is a cheap defense. 
Uh, they played their hearts out. I'll give it to them there. They really played their hearts out in this game. Uh, but still, cheap. Cheap hits, cheap shots, poor attitudes. I just I can't go back throughout the years that we played Indiana. First of all, I am tired of playing Indiana before another big team, right? I think last year was the only year that it wasn't a trap game. But every other year in the Harbaugh uh, era, we've played Indiana right before a big game. And it's usually Ohio State. It annoys the F out of me. And then just go back and look at all the cheap shots that, uh, well, Chase Winovich got hurt and couldn't play against Ohio uh, because of a cheap shot from an offensive lineman. I know that's not defense, but still, underneath Tom Allen, anybody and everybody can be a cheap shot artist. I just, I don't like him. He looks like a, he looks like a guy who pushes over old ladies and then, like, steals their change. You know what I mean? Like, he just is one of those uh, he looks like he sends dick pics on the first date type guy, to be quite honest with you. That's Tom Allen, the dick pic guy. I just, I don't know. Dude, he annoys me to no end. Uh, I think that's really about it. I, I wanted to end it on, oh, and the rest were god-awful. Just the, the note that I want everybody to take from this game and this episode is that Tom Allen more than likely sends dick pics on the reg, right? Unless he's married and even then his poor wife is getting dick pics when she's not even asking it. She's at a canasta game and he's over here with his little pud in his hand sending her like 42 different angles of his little three-inch monster. Um, and then Tom Allen's a douche. Um, number one thing I want you to take away from this episode. Uh, two... Michigan's offense is going to be phenomenal by the time we play Ohio State. I really think it's that's going to be – it might be the game of the century, to be quite honest with you. With how good Ohio State's looking right now and how how we are ascending to that level, I can't wait. That's going to be one hell of a game to watch. Uh, three, our defense is a beast. Now, I don't know if you'll see us – I don't know if we'll get seven sacks – Next week, I definitely think we're going to get over five. I I just I just have this feeling that Michigan right now defensively is just humming. That defensive tackle spot is I just love it. If you can't tell, I love it. I just I'm I'm in love with Michigan right now. Like everything they do is really just wah. Not a great first half, right? I can't excuse that. Not a great first half, but if you saw your mentor, your father figure, right? Because a lot of these coaches become father figures for their players, you know? And you see somebody you admire start twitching and fall over and, you know, start see like seizuring on the ground. I don't even know if that's the proper way to say it, but seizing on the ground. That's going to sit with you. And the way those boys bounce back and the way they continue to fight hard, because they, they could have absolutely, Coram and Edwards could have said, yeah, I didn't play good because my heart was on my mind. And for them not to do that and for them to continue to play hard, I think it says a lot about who they are as kids, a lot of who, who they are as a team. I was very impressed. I just I, There's just so many good things about this team right now. And let's face it, the rest of the Big Ten stinks. They are bad like there really is just a three-team conference right now in my opinion and, and it's ohio 
Michigan, one and two, one one A and one B, Penn State further down, and then there's no one else. There's literally no one else. I mean, here's the stat line. I wanted, I wanted to, uh, let's see here. I wanted to go ahead and oh, I can't find it, but I wrote down some of the stats. So basically, there was a stat line from the Iowa game. By the way, Iowa lost nine to six. Nine to six, a baseball score. Nine to six to Illinois. And Illinois is no good either. Maybe Wisconsin's waking up now, but I mean, you put 42 on, on Northwestern. That's a big who gives a shit. But we'll see what happens next week. But anyways, this there was a point in this in this uh, game against Iowa and the, the tweet, I, I God, I wish I had it right now to show you or to read it off. But basically, they punt from their own 16. They recover a muff on the Illinois 35. They lose yardage. They punt again down to Illinois' like 10 or something. They recover another punt or another muff, and then they don't do anything, and then they kick a field goal. So basically it was... I, I know I wrote it down. Oh, it was 15 plays, 10 minus 10 yards total, 76 yards and punting yards, and then a field goal. Unbelievable. I mean, if, if Indiana fired their offensive line coach, Iowa as a university either needs to tell Ference that he needs to fire his son, who's the offensive coordinator, or they need to fire Ference. One of the two. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing when your when your top offensive player is your punter. Your punter is the only one moving the ball down the field for you. And it's unfair what the, what they're doing to that poor defense. It's 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 basically defense abuse. I don't even know what they're doing. If I was a defensive coordinator, I'd be pissed right now. It's awful. I don't know, man. I'm just, I mean, Purdue, you never know what you're going to get with them. Same with Maryland. That was the big Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type game. You never know who you're going to get on that. Nebraska Rutgers in the biggest who gives a shit game ever and played up to that billing, 14-13. And Ohio, surprisingly, was only up 21-13. I don't know if Ohio and Michigan were both just daydreaming or what, but the two best teams in the Big Ten had rough first halves, but still pulled it out in the end. I mean, Ohio cruises 49-20 against Michigan State. I mean, that pawn shop owner of a fucking head football coach. And then that weasel, Ryan Day. I think we try to come up with nicknames for all the head coaches in the Big Ten I don't like. I like Pat Fitzgerald, though. He's pretty cool. I like him. I mean, it sucks that, you know, he's never, he's never going to really be appreciated, I think, for what he's done for Northwestern. But then again, I don't know. Maybe he is. I, I don't really give a shit about Northwestern. I just know that Pat Fitzgerald's pretty cool. Um, other than that, you know, I, I don't know if there's another... I mean, the cheerleader, uh, James Franklin. I mean, I think I might just do memes of all the ones that I, you know... Anyways, I'm, I'm rambling. I'm sorry, guys. But great game. Uh, Could have been better. I understand why, though. Uh, like I said, heart. The play calling is the one thing that really bugs me. I don't know what they're doing. I think this is the classic Jim Harbaugh. We don't want to put anything on tape until we absolutely have to. 
I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that. I like to just blitz Kriegy with everything we have, and then uh, let's see if you can handle it. That's why I'd probably be the worst UFC fighter in the world. I would just bum rush you and give you everything I got in the first minute and a half, and either I'd knock you out or you'd kill me. <laughs> either way, I don't know, but that's just how I would approach it. But, yeah, this seems just very Jim Harbaugh. We're going to hide all this stuff until we absolutely unleash it, unleash it on you. Um, so we'll see. I'm not a fan. That's the one thing I think that's really holding back this team is the play calling. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. Uh, just I just remember having a lot of the same thoughts I had when I first saw uh, uh, Gaddis take over. You know, I was just like, what? Why? What, what the hell is going on here? So anyways. Uh, it's great right now, guys, to be a Michigan Wolverine. It just really is. It's fantastic. Uh, I can't wait till next week. That is going to be one hell of a game. Uh, I, I be quite honest. I think it's going to be a lot like that Maryland game. I think it's going to be close, but I think Michigan at the end is going to be at least two scores better. I'll figure out. I'll give more later. I don't want to give. You know, I don't do two for ones here. You, you get the full, the full episodes. Uh. Oh, uh, just so you also know, Gabe and Peter, I got your voicemails, big dogs. I'm going to put them on the Ask Me Anything this week. Sorry, guys, for not having one. Or next week. Not Sorry for not having one this week. Uh, work. I started a new work schedule, and it's crazy as usual. So I'm just trying to adjust to that right now. Um, so sorry about that. But uh, ask me anything next week. Guys, continue to send in your your uh, your voicemails, please. Uh just hit up Spotify, hit up uh, YouTube, like and subscribe to YouTube because all the reaction episodes are going on there. Um, if you give me a review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you have Android, I understand why you only go Spotify. Or hell, just go to YouTube and leave leave something there. I don't care. Hit me up on Instagram uh, DM. Let me know your name, what platform you gave me the review on. And I will go ahead and send you both a, the new sticker. If I even have old stickers, I'll send you old ones and a wristband. All right? Um, guys, thank you so much for the support. I really appreciate it. Uh, guys, remember, always and forever, go blue. Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Football Rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Before we get into this episode, I just want to go over a little housekeeping. All right, guys? Um, right now, you'll find me on Instagram and uh, Facebook. I'm also going to be way more active now on YouTube. I've been hinting at some things and I'm finally narrowed it down to what I want to do. So I want to break it down to you right now. Uh, on YouTube, I will be downloading all reaction episodes from here on out. You guys seem to be loving every reaction episode I put out and every quick hitter episode I put out are off the charts, both of them. So I will start with reaction episodes, and I will probably start putting quick hitters on there as well. Um, fantastic. The response you guys have been giving me lately is off the charts, and I just want you guys to know I really, really appreciate your support. So with that, go to um, you, uh, YouTube and like and subscribe. And also go to Spotify and leave a star review. Uh, hopefully it's a five-star review. Follow there as well. And hit me up on the DM and I will send you new stickers. And I have wrist bracelets. The ones that old Lance Armstrong used to have. But they are blue with the Michigan Maniac 
uh, on it. And let's face it, this is the football rant, but we are all Michigan maniacs. I will do that for free. You just got to hit me up, let me know where I need to send them, and I will do it for just simply thanking you for supporting me. Also, if you go to um, Spotify in the bio, you can hit uh, the voicemail. Voicemail Mondays is going to be a thing. Please leave your voicemail, and I will create a whole episode around whatever voicemails I get. If I don't get any voicemails, it will continue just to be Ask Me Anything. Either way, I'm hoping that you guys get involved. I want to be more uh, retro. I want to be more active with you guys. Okay. Also, you go to the bio in Spotify, and you can support this podcast for a mere four ninety nine a month. I think there's three options: ninety nine cents, four ninety nine, and nine ninety nine. Either one, I really don't care. Either one you want. You go ahead and support this podcast, and it will allow me to buy shirts, hats, and all the other stickers and uh, bracelets that I can pay for. That's all I want to do is just give back to the Maniac Society that has been so good to me. So I appreciate you guys. Go through all this. If you can, let me know, and I will give back to you as much as I possibly can. Thank you so much for being the greatest audience ever. I mean, you guys have been fantastic. Um, to me, you always be the silent majority. Uh, There's a few of you I hear from constantly, but the numbers have just been increasing and it is fantastic. It is getting to the point, um, it's getting to the point where we are almost pre COVID numbers and that's exciting. And I have only you to thank. So thank you very much, guys. Once again, go to YouTube. Go to Spotify, like and subscribe on both, leave a review on both, hit me up on the DMs, and I will send you new stickers and new rubber bracelets. You go and support me on the bio in Spotify. Pick any one of the three that is off- that is offered, and I will also send you a hat. Once the the new hats come out, I want you to pick which one, and I will send them out. I just want to make you guys happy. That's all I want to do. So I hope we can just crush it. And I hope you love this week's episode.